0: All right, building an ADU in the Bay Area. like the, There are so many beautiful companies out there that are, it's kind of just make ready products where you can add value to either an existing single family home or in this case, maybe even a plot of commercial real estate. That is definitely one of my dreams and Ian Cruz is doing just that. He is a multifamily investor. He is, works in venture capital and he's also probably the fittest guest we've ever had on the show. So I'm super excited to bring him on coming up next. Welcome to the Cashflow Happy Hour Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Baldavino, and on this show, you can join us live as we interview investors and share how they are increasing their cash flow. So grab a drink and let's get into it. Ian, man, how are you doing today?
1: Good. How are you, Josh?
0: Good. Well, thanks for coming on. You are literally like kind of living my dream right now. I I promise you. I know we were talking about this before. Uh, in kind of the green room, but
1: building an ADU, beautiful ADUs, by the way, in the Bay, uh, that's got to be fun. Yeah, it's it's a great project. We're working with a great company to add this ADU onto, onto our multifamily property, so I'm excited to see how it turns out. Uh, and by the way, this is not sponsored for anyone listening. This is just literally, if you're scrolling on Instagram
0: and you're looking at random things to just build on pieces of land, it's hard not to come by some of these prefab companies. And if you're anything like me, you've probably explored that a little bit. So we'll dive into kind of what he's doing, what he's thinking about in terms of the numbers, how that could actually generate returns. But just for context for the viewers, Ian, what's the quick background story? Who are you and how did you get into real estate?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, My name is Ian. By day, I work uh, a finance role, a manager of finance at a venture capital firm. So I prepare financial statements. I've got my CPA. So I I have that numbers type of background. By night, something uh, that's interesting is I volunteer at a nonprofit boxing organization. So my whole social media is kind of promoting that nonprofit gym that I I volunteer at. I coach a number of amateur and professional athletes as well. Um, So that's something that I do for fun. And then Additionally, I invest in real estate. I've been going to a lot of Joshua's um, real estate meetups as well as a number of other ones in the Bay Area and um, talking about various scenarios because it's always at these meetups where these ideas come about and you brainstorm. People have different experiences with ADUs, with 1031 exchanges. And before you know it, you you don't know what you don't know. And then at at these meetups, a a lot of incredible things can happen. Totally. I think... You brought up a good
0: point, but one of the things that stop a lot of people is they want the answer to every single question before they take action, but it's almost impossible to even think of the question before you even know what, what's wrong and what the problem is. So uh, there's definitely ways to figuring it out along the way, and I think you've done a fantastic job of being smart in a, in that kind of approach, but also just figuring it out and making it work for Whatever you're trying to do, so let's dive right into it, real quick. You're investing in a couple of different markets in a few different ways. Um, what markets
1: are you interested in? Uh, Bay Area, because that's that's where I live, the market that I know. Um, we're house hacking a duplex uh, just so that we can get that low interest rate, and we're we're renting out the other side as a uh, furnished housing as a medium term rental. Um, through family helping out with a 1031 exchange into multifamily as well to add the ADU. So that's a pretty interesting and unique transaction that I'm excited to talk about. And then separately, some small, very small commercial multifamily in Cincinnati to get my feet wet in that market before I try to expand there as well. Yeah, I you know we actually first
0: connected because you were interested in Cincinnati. I was actually under contract for a fourplex in Cincinnati at that time. That deal ended up falling through, but. I always thought it was the most randomest thing that, you know, this guy from the Bay
1: Area would be so into the Bengals and I just wasn't sure why. <laughs> it, it, it started from childhood. But hey, the rule about investing in places that you know is, is a huge rule that I want to stick with. I think Columbus is a great market. When you look at the three C's, Columbus, Cincinnati, and Cleveland, they, they're going to have their differences. They're all great markets to get into. But the fact that I started a meetup and met all these people from Cincinnati, even though it's not... A meetup about real estate. <laughs> it was a meetup about the Bengals. But I started this huge fan club and met all these people who grew up there. Right. And we used to go there every year. I mean, we still do. So um, being able to know the market that way and and talk to people. And, you know, when I interviewed a property manager, I noticed, hey, we have mutual connections and they're not through real estate. They're not hmm. business associates or people referring people for the sake of you know, just tr- not in a transactional way. It's like, oh, you know, I know this person. My wife knows his sister very well, grew up, went to middle school with this person. So it, it, it was really cool. And um, before I know it, I'm I'm all, all in on Cincinnati. <laughs> that
0: is a unique pro tip because a lot of times people think it's just business, right? I'm going to get this relationship. I'm going to, you know, find these vendors, call them. But a lot of people don't think about how to actually build that rapport. And so the fact that you are so invested in the Bengals, although go Niners, uh, you can let us know in the comments. Are you Niners? Or are you Bengals? I think I know what the chat may be. Oh, <laughs> <get> um, <laughs> but you're actually building real relationships, uh, you know, just aside from the business side, which only helps the relationship. So kudos to you, man. Well, let me let's just dive right into this ADU because gosh, like I am again, super jealous. So this you're, A A bodu is who you end up using. Yep. Um, I guess real quick, how did this idea even spark for you?
1: Yeah. So uh, these things were set in motion for a long, long time. So I I also want to give a background on the entire transaction in its entirety and talk Mm -hmm. about my mom's situation. Um, She's, you know, since growing up, uh, I've been fortunate enough to watch her do some, make some real estate investments both good and bad. You know, we, we were impacted by 2008. Uh, We -hmm. we learned from those. I've, I've had to piece, that's kind of what got my, you know, my brain churning and me wanting to learn more about real estate. Um, When I was a kid, uh, my dad had me read rich dad, poor dad. So I was fortunate to read that at a young age. And I was a teenager. I thought it was like, whatever, I don't really care about this. Mm -hmm. I want to play, play video games or, you know, I didn't care about it, but that ten thirty one, he he does mention ten thirty ones in the book, so that stuck with me, right? That knowing that that's an option, that stuck with me in the back of my mind, and um, you know, I had a friend right when I finished college, uh, someone that I know was ranting about how much in taxes they had to pay when they sold their property, and I'm like, there was there was something that I learned a long time ago that you could do to to defer those taxes. You don't need to pay that because you're paying taxes. Um, when you sell property investment property, Mm -hmm. not just the capital gains, there's also depreciation recapture, right? Mm -hmm. That's a huge bill. Um, whereas through a 1031 exchange that rolls into the next property, uh, it reduces the cost basis of your replacement property, but you're not paying the taxes on that property. Yeah. So, um, I've been thinking about everything for my mom for a long time and she's owned, uh, this property for over in Almaden. So it's, it's a Mm -hmm. nice property. Um, and she's sitting on some equity, but it had a horrible loan. Um, there was all sorts of stuff that went on in 2008. Um, WAMU went under the, the, the loan was sold to Chase. So I couldn't find any of the documents, the original documents. It took a while for me to figure out, but it's a, it was a 40 year loan with a balloon at the end. So she's basically not paying any principal down. Hmm. And I was, I was thinking like, how did this happen? This is again, me just trying to figure out what happened here. And you know she. You know I kept coming to the same conclusion: we needed to ten thirty one this and ten thirty one it into something that generates a higher cash flow, right? Mm-hmm. Um, on one hand, you know because of Prop thirteen, she has a lower property tax basis on this on this property, but on the flip side, that more than gets accounted for when you switch into multifamily, four units, five units, whatever. Yeah. Um, so we were thinking about that. So ten thirty one exchange was the biggest uh, thing that we wanted to do with this property. And, uh, my mom. So ever since I left for college, she actually rented out that home, which, which I lived in for a while. I, I mm-hmm. it was walking distance to Leland high. You know, I, I, went there for, for a bit. Um, and my mom has rented ever since, you know, she, she's, mm-hmm. she's moved around. She's rented at Santana row She's rented in, in various places and just kept that as, as rental property. Yeah. Uh, which is it's good, right? It, it's mm-hmm. sitting on appreciation, but uh, we were waiting for the certain kind of inflection point to to hit where it would make sense to to swap it out, which was yeah. more recently. Um, and then every now and then, my mom goes through the the exercise where she sees a place that she loves. In this mm-hmm. in this instance, it was the Bellaterra new build uh, condominiums over in Los Gatos, mm-hmm. she falls in love with it, she views it, she falls in love with it and says, I need to sell this house, pay all the taxes and buy this in cash, right? And if you're a real estate investor, you don't think that way. And my mom has done mm-hmm. a number of things in a real real estate investing kind of mind frame of knowing that that's not the best idea of what to do with your <laughs> with your investment property. But um, every now and then she, she goes through these phases where she wants to yeah. do that. And, and if you think about it, a lot of people who are sitting on equity over in the Bay Area, eventually they sell their property, they pay the tax, they pay a lot. They get a bunch of it deferred, the first 250K or 500K of, of uh, exclusion if they live in it. And then they mm-hmm. move to Florida. I mean, how many people did that at the start of the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but my mom goes through these things and, and I always like I always have to talk to her like, hey, we're, this is not the plan. We, we are going to 1031 this property. And by December of this year, we saw the appraised value was pretty high. Uh, obviously, things had had gone up quite a bit yeah. since 2020. Um, the numbers looked a lot different, and we're like, okay, we're all in. We're gonna, we're going to 1031 into multifamily, probably commercial multifamily, and mm-hmm. then we have the whole exercise of deciding on a market. That's mm-hmm. uh, option number one. And then deciding how much leverage you want to use versus how much cash flow you want, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, What's your loan to value? If you're in the Bay Area, your loan to value is going to be low, right? You're putting at least 50% down to even qualify for the loan, right? So pretty crazy, right? But at the same time, um, people still invest in the Bay Area because of appreciation. And for my mom's stage of life, um, Mm -hmm. she needed something that she could see and something a little bit less risky than going into a market that she doesn't know. Yeah. Um, And then for us, our criteria in terms of purchase price was we're looking for the best deal and the least headache, right? We're looking to make sure that things, things um, you know, is the best for my mom at her stage of life right now. Right. I'm not going into some crazy value add project and we're finding all these good, Good deals, number-wise, or off-market properties that we had to rehab or things like that. I, I saw one, the building was built in 1890s, and, and it had a, a little studio in the bottom that was not shown in the advertising materials, so it's like, you could convert this to another room, but it's like, it's also a lot of headache, right? You
0: guys are looking for something that was cleaner. This was obviously the first bigger project that you'd be managing for her and that you'd be really taking on and taking ownership of, and so... And she also wanted that safety then of could I feel, see, and touch it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, okay, so you guys sold that property, and you guys bought of this lot in Santa Clara. Um, and from that point, like I guess, break down that lot, and when did that ADU concept come in?
1: Yeah, so. Um, A little background on 1031s. There are a number of different kinds of 1031 exchanges. Mm -hmm. And the one I'm going to discuss is it's known as a build to suit exchange or an improvement 1031 exchange. Um, So there's initially it used to be only simultaneous exchanges, meaning you have to sell a property and buy a property on the same exact day, which sounds extremely impossible because it is. And then there are delayed exchanges where you have these windows, you have 45 days to identify a property and 180 Mm -hmm. days to close on that property. You have 45 days to identify three properties Mm -hmm. of uh, unlimited total value, or there are these other rules if you want to identify more properties, Mm -hmm. not to get into the specifics of that. But a lot of people use the delayed 1031 exchange. There are uh, construction exchanges. There are reverse exchanges. So which one did you guys do? uh improvement exchange so the easiest way when i talk to lenders when i talk to the county because there's some subsidized housing when i have to explain to people or insurance whoever Mm -hmm. what type of transaction is i i most i really compare it to a reverse exchange because that's what more people have heard about but in general um so the way an improvement exchange works is my mom um when you sell your relinquished property
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You can't in general with a 1031 exchange, you can never uh, touch the funds and that money has to go straight into the next property. So you use a 1031 exchange mm-hmm. to uh, hold on to the funds while you're identifying a property and then they disperse the cash yeah. uh, to, to buy the property for you. And at that point, transaction is done mm-hmm. right? with a 1031 improvement exchange. Uh, what happens is even though you, you want to have a contract to purchase a property. Mm-hmm. But what ends up happening is that property may need some renovation, some construction, things like that. So you cannot close out the transaction right then. What actually happens is the 1031 exchange company, um, forms an LLC for you and they're mm-hmm. actually the owner and they make the, uh, the buyer, the managing member of the LLC, um but they technically aren't on title so they formed the llc for, mm-hmm. for in this instance and um and then put her as the managing member and then okay. authorized her to collect rent authorize her to say which disbursements for which uh, improvements need to be made you know just authorize every every uh dollar that goes into that transaction and then hopefully by the end of the transaction you, you've used up all of your cash mm-hmm. that you're holding back for the renovation and then they transfer the title to you. Okay. So that's yeah. what, what an improvement exchange is. And do so you want to do that in Santa Clara? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do it in Santa Clara because okay. the purchase price. So so I'll, I'll add this: an improvement exchange still needs to follow the original timeline of a 1031. So mm-hmm. the you're on the clock the moment you sell your relinquished property for 180 mm-hmm. days, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty tight timeline, especially if you were trying to do a stick-built ADU, which is why we yep. didn't do that. And then not only that, it's it's not from the time. One thing that people might get mixed up, it's not from the time that you identify or close on your your replacement property. You don't have a new 180 days. The clock is still ticking, right? Yeah. So we, we kind of dragged our feet on... Cause i i had some inkling of where the market was heading back in april i was like i still want to wait so some people get nervous and
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh put in offers immediately right when their 45 day window starts but i was still in a wait and see approach yeah um, and then i i mean we i we lit we submitted our identified properties literally uh i mean on day 45 <laughs> i mean we yeah. we do yeah We're we on we, the- going to get. And we got our, our, um, our offer accepted at that point. And then I wanted to make sure we, we knew what to list as backup options as well. Yeah. But we, we, we definitely cut it close.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, but then that leaves you, if you take a month and a half out of that six months, then all of a sudden you have four and a half months to put an ADU onto the property, if that's what you choose. Right. So hold on. So let me pause there. So you went this prefab
0: ADU route because of the 1031 stipulations. You only had X amount of time to then add that extra unit. Otherwise it wouldn't work.
1: Um, it's definitely part of the conversation if we want to use 1031 funds. And if, if we were to decide on doing it and having a six month timeline, I think you still have to go prefab no matter what gotcha. uh, for, for if you're trying to do an improvement exchange for a 1031, um, because uh, stick built ADUs, you're mm-hmm. gonna take at least 12 months, 12 to 18 gotcha. months. It, it is a little cheaper, but um, there's, there's more customization. But the, the yeah. prefab ADUs, we toured a few different prefab ADUs, looked into the companies.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We really, really liked the Bodu. They actually have a showroom. I wanna say it's in San Mateo. So we went there and took a look at at some of the ADUs there. And uh, we really liked what we were seeing there. So all right. So you're
0: you're touring me now on this. And so now I I wanted to hear like you picked a, a Bodu for a specific reason. I definitely want to hear why. But I guess which unit are you are you getting
1: get a little product, right? Yeah. So we're going within a Bodu one, so the one bedroom. Okay. And so they have a showroom. Maybe am I already on it? Maybe I'm already on it.
0: Okay full-size bedroom um and i guess how how many different one bedrooms oh there's a 3d tour look at that um how many different options are there
1: so there's a lot of uh there are options for customization on of the property the floor plan is going to remain the same um but Mm -hmm. you want a deck or not whether you want you know that that uh in the back right there those those cabinets um yeah things like that are all customizable Mm-hmm. Uh, part of the reason why this is such a quick process is because, um, California in general, um, supports building ADUs and then, uh, San Jose is, has a list of approved vendors and approved plans mm-hmm. for ADUs. So if you go on the San Jose website, you can see who those companies are and Abodu is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't do this. If, if this was in San Jose, we could have this ADU up very very quickly so these adus are built off-site uh i want to say in oakland but i don't quote me on that but they're they're built site and um so you can place the order and and like when we were saying we want an adu they had they told us um the two bedrooms are available right now if you want a two-bedroom right now uh all that matters is the permitting process Uh, okay we waited a little bit for the for the one bedroom so, um, as far as the permitting process goes, in San Jose, they have a meeting every Tuesday. And if everything checks out, they can you can be approved that Tuesday, right? Wow. And then as far as them getting that ADU, if, if it's already available for them to go through um, their process and get, you know, uh, all the right approvals, they can have mm-hmm. the ADU. This is not what they quote. On their website, it says in as little as six months, but they can get it within a month, like in a month. Yeah. The fastest one is under a month. Yeah, which is crazy. Santa Clara is a little bit of a different process. It's not, you know, they're going back and forth um, with Santa Clara right now. But I still had a lot of confidence that they could get this done by a day. I think day one hundred thirty five. OK, absolute deadline, but it'll be sooner than that. OK, um, so let me pause you on there again, uh,
0: Jacqueline, I see your question in the chat. I'll bring that up at the end. She had more questions about all the improvement exchanges. Um, I got to get this one just for me, you know, for Ryan. Thank you. Niners, you see what I
1: mean? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but okay. So you went with the Bodu. Um, Permitting is pretty easy. They're standardized rules. They can fit under your timeline, which is super important. Uh, before we dive more into the nitty gritty, like I really want to know, like, what's the costs?
1: Yeah. So on the website, you'll see, you can type in your zip code and you'll see uh, the starting cost. It says, 268 K, uh, for the one bedroom.
0: Okay.
1: Um, and to take it back to the numbers on the property that we sold, it was about, it was about 350 K over, uh, what we replaced it with. We bought a five unit for Mm -hmm. 2.05 million. We sold for a little over 2.4. Okay. We need to match the purchase price, but luckily the purchase price, The price we need to match is less commissions. The real estate um, was less. So we, we had a number in mind about what we needed to replace, um, how we needed to replace that value. Otherwise, we're subject to taxable boot, right? And it, it doesn't make the entire transaction taxable. It mm-hmm. just makes that portion. It's almost like you withdrew 200k or 300k, and that part it's it's not the worst thing uh, to yeah. pay taxes on that that part compared to what the entire transaction would be. Yeah. But obviously, you want to avoid it. Um, like, well, hold on, pause. So, since you're on that, actually, Jackson,
0: we'll bring up your question. Let's see here, where did it go? Um, did you know about improvement exchanges before choosing it, or did you get advised with like an, a lawyer or an attorney or a accountant, or did you just really Google the heck out of this?
1: Uh, I, I bigger pockets the heck out of it, right? <laughs> um, Dave Foster over on Bigger Pockets, he answers every single 1031 question. Um, he talked about uh, improvement exchanges, yeah. I knew that was. Was an option it was on our radar but as we were looking for properties we weren't specifically trying to do an improvement exchange the fees are a little bit higher The um we're budgeting 10k Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Uh, it might be sixty five hundred, but budgeting 10k for the the fees administrative fees of doing a 1031 and them taking Mm -hmm. title forming the lc and doing x y and z for you um but that was always on the table because i knew we're not strict on buying I'm looking best deal available. I'm not looking yeah. uh, you know, to gotcha. uh, overpay for anything. So yeah, that was gotcha. a, a choice.
0: Right on. Well, that goes back to the first point where you don't need to know everything before you embark on a project because there's always ways to figure it out along the way. And if you ask the right questions
1: to the right people, you'll find the answer probably faster than you think. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. And what's funny is that this exact scenario i've been talking i talked so i talked to a number of different prefab adu companies and i was like is this possible and mm-hmm. all of them had never done it had never heard of it they mm-hmm. have done reverse exchanges gotcha. but they've never done it on that timeline um so it was it's uh Abodu was the one that was willing to take it on and and told me hey these are the projects that we've done this is our experience and and these mm-hmm. are our Relationships. this is why we have done things fast we've done x number of projects in santa clara so they detailed the timeline and why things took longer and yeah they why this property would be a prime candidate and why we could get it done and the truth is if things aren't fully closed out um if it's working in construction um mm-hmm. there is still going to be quite a large amount of the the cost of the ADU that's going to go through the 1031 exchange and be tax deferred. There may be, I mean, if we're being realistic, there may be Mm -hmm. some costs that linger into early November um, that get billed afterwards. And that's fine. That that'll come out of pocket. Um, Mm -hmm. It's really not the end of the world, but to be able to do this onto a property is we couldn't, we couldn't pass up the opportunity. Gotcha. I mean, so we're talking about costs and that's a
0: lot of like, this is really interesting because you are now, like as I'm thinking about, I don't know, we all have, like if you end up getting into real estate investing, there's problem properties. And I think about like, how would I actually then build and buy my primary residence? I thought about this of like, okay, some of my problem properties in Columbus, could I then eventually in a year or two sell and 1031 all of that money. And that's basically, you know, that's my starter money now for the primary house, for my family. And so that is a thought process in the back
1: of my head. And to know that you've done something like this is actually very helpful. How, okay. The oh, you I have thirty one into a primary, but you can 1031 into uh, investment property and then later move into it. Um, ah. a, book, a book by, uh, it's, it's a Rich Dad, Poor Dad series, but it, the book is by Garrett Sutton. It's called Loopholes of Tax Real Estate. Uh, he talks about that. So that was another thing that I was thinking for my mom, and we're not going to go through this. And, and you know, the uh, current people right now are even trying to close the whole 1031 tax loophole. So this one is a little bit more of an aggressive position. So I, we're we're not going to do it. But um, what you can do with an investment property, one of the strategies is to 1031 it into two properties. Maybe one would be multifamily. One would be a single family home. Then you rent out that home uh, for a year, a year and a day, it has to be on two tax returns. So, so Garrett, he takes all the aggressive positions. He says rent it out for a year and a day. So it shows up on two tax returns and then you can move into it. That is something that some people do, but instead, um, our approach is to cash, um, to 1031 is something that cash flows well, Mm -hmm. so that you can use that income to pay for a mortgage, uh, and just keep, keep what we have, uh, Cash flowing because we were able to, um, because it's a significant down payment because of that yeah. thirty one. It is a, actually a really nice cash flow on the entire property mm-hmm. and exit value. So we can go go over the numbers of of how much value a um, an ADU adds to a property.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you for clarifying that for me. So now I know that I just need to do it sooner and then come back to it a year and two days later. Yeah. Um, and I think Jacqueline likes to see. Wow. Okay, so the true costs. And this is always the fun part is like, does this actually pencil out? So you obviously have some stock numbers that are on their website. This is all the one bedroom. There's base pricing. That's an additional work that's not included. So that's obviously by that'll vary depending on the lot and what's there. Um,
1: but I guess how close are you to this? expected work um so i've got a few things going on we gotta upgrade all the electrical for all the other units so there are other things going on with the property um so we we like to budget these things conservatively
0: mm-hmm.
1: we can if you'd like we can do a, an underwriting of how much value an adu adds to a property and and kind of see what it is we can let's do like 320k because it'll be more yeah you know this is a quote but you always have to budget a little bit more maybe always 10 percent more right so 10 percent of yeah you know, 290 you just we can underwrite it 320k so um if you were so if you're in the residential space you value properties by comps right mm-hmm once you get to five units plus you're in the commercial space and things get yeah. valued entirely by the income approach, which is by the mm-hmm. cap rate, the market cap rate. And in the Bay area cap rates are super compressed right there. Yeah. You're seeing, I mean, I see properties selling the high two cap rate, which is absurd. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, in general, it might be three and a half, four 4%, but your yeah. price is a function of your, He froze
0: out on me, but he's he talking about evaluating commercial real estate. Um, as he froze in, this is really interesting to me, just simply because. And let me switch over to my screen here. Uh, simply because thinking about how we could also potentially do this is really fun. Um, for those who don't know, there is a uh, RV park that we are closing on in. Of the Branson, Missouri area. So we have that under contract. At the end of September, we're closing in on that. There's a single family house. There is a thousand square foot warehouse, and there are 10 uh, RV parks on there. And there is a structure that's on there right now uh, that we that's kind of used as a cottage, but we're probably going to tear that down. Um, and I see Ian in the background. I see you. Uh, and so thinking about one, could I use this eventually for something here in the Bay? But is there a similar model that we can replicate in Branson on this RV park is really interesting. Um, so now he's going to help me uncover what the numbers are. So, Ian, I'll bring you back in. Welcome back, man. Oh, you're muted now, too, though.
1: <laughs> okay. I could see you and hear you perfectly, but I guess mm-hmm. I froze out. So no, that's okay. um, going back to valuing an ADU, so I, I'm not sure where I left off, so I'm going to uh, rewind it a little bit. So residential properties are, are, uh, valued based on comps. Uh, Mm -hmm. as you know, But once you get into the commercial space, it's using the income approach, which is, uh, using, (laughs) using cap rates to determine Mm -hmm. the the value of the property. It's, it's solely based on the, the net operating income. So, um, cap rates, uh, you know, for a simple decision, for a simple explanation is net operating income over purchase price, mm-hmm. or in simple, uh, another way of thinking about it is if you weren't to use any leverage on the property, what's your cash on cash return. If you're, if you bought the whole property in cash, that way yep. it, it equalizes the, the property, um, across different scenarios. Right. Um, so this is a five unit and I was always underwriting properties. Um, okay. And I was looking at residential. If you add an ADU to a residential, it just kind of, there's a, appraisers don't, you know, there are the rumors that appraisers don't, you know, don't fully uh, count the value of the ADU and things like that. But when you look at a five unit and you start to add ADUs, uh, the numbers start to make a lot more sense. Uh, Abodu told me they have a client who literally just buys multifamily and adds ADUs and then resells them. So people do that. Um, <laughs> over at over at Saracon, there, there was a whole panel about does investing in California still work? And there was a speaker on there who bought a single family and converted to a duplex and is adding two ADUs onto it. Then he's using the comps. Like I said, that one's not income approach, but he's using comps of fourplexes to estimate where where you can reappraise uh, at the end of that. So people, people do this kind of stuff. I um, mean, this is basically a uh, that's new wins approach, right? He's always like, don't buy this, buy
0: that but Mm -hmm. also add an ADU because you'll do And that's just what people are using. They're now also just using the speed of these prefabs to then increase. Yep. See, this is fun. Okay, so okay, how can I actually run the numbers on this
1: one? So uh, this is going to be, so let's go ahead and take the cost. So I'm just going to look at the How much value does the ADU add? I'm not going to, it doesn't even Mm -hmm. matter what's going on with the five units. Does the value add? So it's an thing. existing five-bedroom apartment, right? It's a five-unit apartment, yeah. Um, but let's not, because it'll it'll get a little too uh, complicated to do the whole underwriting of the whole property. If I did, I would probably share a spreadsheet and we work off of it. But yeah, looking at the value add piece, um, mm-hmm. let's look at the purchase price of uh, the ADU and let's estimate that to be three hundred twenty k. Oh, yeah. So three hundred twenty thousand. Yep. Is that too many zeros. Probably too many zeros. <laughs> okay 320k and then let's see if you were to to value the the cash flow from the property what uh, that how much value does that add to the property mm-hmm. uh, so let's say it's a one bedroom apartment how much do you this this also is location dependent right how mm-hmm. much do you think a one bedroom rents for I mean, we can pick, it's like pick your market, right? Pick. Yeah, but a one-bedroom
0: in Santa Clara, for those who are watching this, wherever you are, the Bay Area is just ridiculous. It's like Santa Cla- Clara? No. CL. CL. <laughs> Man, you know, like when you like trying to spell things, like in public, it's like horrible. There we go. <laughs> I mean, a one-bedroom in Santa Clara, if you're looking at a luxury high-rise apartment, you're probably looking at like $3,500 a month, if yeah. it's a luxury high-rise so I would I would depending on obviously where you are and what you know vintage the property is, you're looking at anywhere between twenty seven and thirty five right?
1: Mm-hmm. So for this, you know it is it's a one bedroom uh, five hundred square foot limits it, but it's brand new. it's really nice. you can do mm-hmm. it. it's so really nice. It depends exactly where within Santa Clara. but let's do three thousand, okay with underwriting. for uh, yeah, Per month, by the way, guys. Per month, right. Um so let's let's go ahead and annualize that. That's 36k okay. a year. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. Yeah. Go ahead and working with
0: you. Oh not 36, 12. You said 36. Yeah. Okay, so 36k a year in gross. And that's just the value of adding the ADU and uh, yep. what that adds to the overall income of this five unit apartment complex, which would be this five unit is how much? It's existing five unit. Oh, uh,
1: 2350 per unit.
0: Okay, per unit. And then times five. So if I'm going to make a different little row here. Three fifty equals this times five. So we're looking at 1175
1: per month. Yeah. Okay, so 141 Yep. Gross. About to, about to value the whole property here. Um, <laughs> okay, so... From here, you want to take, uh, you want to estimate the NOI based on the the rent, right? So uh, mm-hmm. general rule that people say uh, is a 50% expense ratio. Um, and then from that number, you're going to divide by the cap rate. To be honest with you, in the Bay Area, the expense ratio is lower. I'm learning that in markets like Ohio, the expense ratio is higher. Um, mm-hmm. Or you, you still want to keep it at 50%. But in the Bay yeah. Area, these properties are going to be self-managed. So when I see the underwriting, the OMS for uh, commercial multifamily in the Bay Area. A lot of the underwritings will say 35%, which is maybe a little bit aggressive. But uh, uh, when I was doing it for my own records, I like to do 40% in the Bay Area because you're not you're also not paying a property manager, and a PM is about 10%. Um, but again, uh, back to those back of the envelope rules they really yeah. vary a lot <laughs> don't don't think i was looking at properties in cincinnati and then when i actually got actual numbers the expense ratios are they can be pretty high um especially with with high uh property taxes but getting back to this conversation um expense ratio there you're doing the expense ratio for uh the entire property um so which is basically just as people are working through my spreadsheet I
0: basically took, if he was saying he's calculating 40%, I'm just taking what's 40% of the subtotal of $177,000 per year that he's grossing. So he's going to spend seventy dollars on expenses. And then to figure out NOI, I'm guessing we're just subtracting that subtotal minus the expense ratio, right? Yep. And so then you're getting
1: 106,200. And then you're multiplying this. You divide by dividing that. dividing it. So um on my internal spreadsheet i have a number of scenarios uh with different cap rates i mean i, I bought at this cap rate if i want to exit at this cap rate what would it be uh-huh. uh, what numbers are you putting what's your scenarios oh yeah let's let's try mm-hmm. uh three, three and a half try three and a half four and four and a half
0: all right add more rows all and also my i know some of you guys who are watching this you guys' spreadsheet skills are probably way better than me we're doing this all super quick. I uh, i know. Well, hey, you're the finance guy. Do you see this right here? 3.5 percent. Watch this. Come on. Oh shit. So shame. Okay. Equals that divided by the cap rate. Mm-hmm. So that's how much it's worth at a three cap.
1: Yeah. Right. Which is yeah. not gonna work. Cap rates are. They're not gonna be three anymore. <laughs> Money sign in front. Look at that. See, not too bad. Yeah.
0: No? What happened there? What did I do wrong? Fix my spreadsheet. Oh, it's not a percentage yet. Yeah. Okay. So this is now how much it is worth with an ADU, assuming all things are kosher, right? Yeah. Um so if we're trying to figure out what the impact is. So he bought, just for kind of summary for the for the team here, you bought a five unit apartment complex. There is no ADU. Yeah. So that's the fastest way to either increase the value of the property, right? Which is basically you want it to profit as much as possible so that the bank values the property more. And you can either sell it for higher and/or cash out refi. So you can either increase the rents and fix up the units. You can either decrease the expenses somehow, some way, or in the Ian process here that he's trying to study, like other great people have done, can we just add another unit which effectively could give you what is that in percentage like 20% more automatically that's Uh, the
1: yeah Uh, on the rent
0: yeah right
1: back on that yeah 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 Twenty, a little over 20% right yeah so okay so if he didn't if he didn't have this one bedroom
0: if I delete this from it let's just say at a four cap let's just play at a four cap uh the property is worth 2.1 million dollars. Not bad. If he adds this ADU and he gets it running, it's now worth
1: 2.6. Two yeah. yeah, that one doesn't that's interesting because that one does not what am I missing here? <laughs> that does not add the value because because of, of the cost to get the ADU up and running, right? True. Well, this is
0: just I well, I guess you have to factor that in into build out expenses, but then how long are you factoring that into the PNLs? Like what is the one time rehab cost? And how
1: does that affect the rehab cost is well the cost is really just the 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 price to get it together. So it went from can you can you re, uh, remove Do that out? again? Oh two one to two six. Yeah that's adding five hundred K of value for something that's 320, right? So yeah that that is definitely adding value at that that scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh so yeah, yeah, it definitely does. Sorry, I totally got mixed up there. Um, It'll make it easier for you. And then the way that I do it even is uh just only looking at the the one bedroom standalone mm-hmm. because we could just do thirty six K times the expense ratio dividing by cap rate and then see if that uh, is more or less than the purchase price of the ADU, right? I just kinda and that's just back at the envelope numbers, right? So
0: I like okay hold on so let's break that down because that is a fun little piece so yeah. you are taking the expense ratio still here right so if i'm going to and then this is again you gotta if you're just in now you gotta you're once this gets posted rewind 10 minutes as we built this out because then you like we're just we're just drawing on a whiteboard now <laughs> <laughs> okay so if we're just taking uh the adu now thirty-six thousand. um and then from here, we're doing the expense ratio,
1: right? So it's that divided by mm-hmm. 40%? No, multiplied. Uh, yeah, but it's really, yeah. And then
0: uh, and then so from that,
1: there. multiply by 0. 0.6. Or it's 36 minus 14,400. Minus 14.
0: Okay, and that gives you your NOI. Mm-hmm. So you can actually tell if someone
1: to analyze the deal if they can at least do this quick math. so that's your added noi from the from the property and then you go ahead and uh, divide that by the cap rate so i'm doing this divided by bang and (laughs) so
0: at a three cap that adu is really worth 300 grand yeah right money sign
1: money sign so it doesn't move yes oh come on i
0: have to suggest autofill
1: So in all cases, it adds more than the cost of the 320, right? Even, and you want to be conservative on your exit cap rate. So if you're buying at a, you know, four cap, then you project that you're selling at a four and a half cap, but even at a four and a half, it's still, it still makes sense, right? This is fun. Okay. So one, I know we're at, we got like five
0: minutes left before you had a break to go coach. But if anyone has followed along through the math, there's something in the comments below that you're enjoying the math, just because that's a little fun. And if you're watching on Instagram, then you better jump on to the to YouTube after this to break down the math, because he basically just said, "You know, we're thinking at. I guess realistically, what are you thinking is the actual cap rate
1: this is gonna this could get evaluated at, or what is it right now?" Uh, four, and then with this value added, it's more like four five or four six, four point six, 4.6, which is pretty high for the Bay area. So if you were to yeah. sell it back at a 4% cap rate, it's, you make some money out of it, but we're planning on holding it, and who knows where the market is going to be mm-hmm. later. So we always expect to exit it with a, with a higher cap rate to be more conservative. So a higher cap rate translates mm-hmm. to a lower purchase, lower selling price or purchase price. Um, so you always have to predict for that because we've been in You know, at the start of this year, it was very historically low cap rates that we were looking at.
0: Yeah, yeah. I know things, interest rates are a little more known, a little more scary. People get a little more dicey, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Okay, so just to summarize for our folks at home, right? All of our friends who are following along, like, does this even make sense? Is adding an ADU to this specific property make sense? So in his sense, right, if we're looking at this super fun ADU, that's here, and he's putting this on his five year apartment complex that's in Santa Clara. Again, just to like give the folks at home the tour, like it's a cute done for you. I'm sure this is the least stressed rehab. No offense, I've been chasing down my contractor for this flip forever. And this is now gonna be way nicer than than our flip in Columbus. And I'm sure as a hell, a lot less headache. And you spent $320,000. Building out this ADU, in the in on the unit, what he's what Ian is saying now is that he spent all in three twenty for this project.
1: Okay. In a
0: conservative scenario, it would potentially add four hundred eight thousand dollars to subtract the cost. You're up one hundred sixty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. At five forty, I can't. What is the quick math? One eighty. Yeah. So I did these two scenarios at, at the conservative level, he's up over a hundred grand just on the project. Like That's why adding an ADU is crazy. Kudos to you, man.
1: <laughs> happy to share, happy to share the experience. And then you play around with all the different scenarios, the, mm-hmm. the different exit cap rates, even the rent right there. Um, just play around with it because you can be more conservative and, you know, you can go down the rabbit hole, just tweaking different numbers on your model, mm-hmm. to see what's what's going on. So that's
0: I, I mean, I like that a lot, man. That is thinking outside of the box. That is something that I'm highly, highly. highly and thank you for walking through this, because, again, like during our short intermission while you were resetting your computer, uh, I was telling the folks that we have this 10 it's a one and a half acres. It's 10 RV parks or 10 RV sites the single family house, a thousand square foot warehouse. And there's a whole bunch of just already like leveled land. There is a cottage that's on it that is, in addition to that, that is basically just a tear down. Yeah. And so as I'm thinking about, I know that unfortunately they don't service Missouri, but are what other companies can we use to potentially build other structures that can then just be also used as short-term rentals, mid-term rentals in that space that would also give me fun little bumps. <laughs> um, so I appreciate you yeah. walking that through.
1: Oh, so, uh, yeah. I mean, a is a great company to work with, uh, within Facebook. Facebook is always a great resource to look at. Um, there is, there are two groups that I, I looked at because I went down the rabbit hole of trying to do stick build, even for my primary residence. There's how to ADU, which is, uh, uh, run by Jennifer Krishner, who's an architect over in the Bay area. And then yep. there's SoCal ADU. Uh, even though we're not in SoCal, there's a guy by the name of Jason Chow who uh, was at Sarah part of part of our group that I, I yeah. just see a lot of his resources. So those two groups uh, gave me a lot of knowledge. If you guys are more interested in learning more about ADUs, I like it. Well, we are at his time because he's got to go and coach some folks.
0: But if you want to connect with Ian more, I have all of the, I have his Instagram linked down below,
1: and so you can reach out.
0: Ian, is there another way that people can find you?
1: Uh, yeah. On Facebook, I found Facebook to be a good, um, good way of connecting with people. There's Instagram, but all my stuff is fitness on there. Um, so yeah, you can find me on Facebook as well. I'm pretty active in some groups there if you already see me posting in there, but, uh, just search my name, Ian Cruz. Uh, my, uh, what is my username? I think, I think (laughs) it might be, while he finds his Facebook
0: for any of those who are watching, if you enjoy this analysis piece, there's only been a couple of times that I've gone a little bit deeper in analysis, especially with guests other than individually but with guests like this was really fun for me If you found this fun, let me know in the comments and so we can do more or even expand upon because there's still five other units that he's planning to do things with on this property, so we have half the the puzzle here yeah. um and is there any last words of wisdom you want to leave for our group?
1: Yeah. I mean, if you're here, you're already in a, in a good place. Cause you're seeking knowledge. You're seeking to learn from guys like Joshua. Um, the, the meetups help a lot. You know, hopefully I, I can come see you at an NVST meetup. Another meetup that I go to is uh, subtle Asian real estate, the Sarah group. They have meetups all over um, all over the country. So uh, they've been really instrumental in my growth, uh, helping me with all these 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 deals. So, finding your local community, it, it's going to help a lot. And uh, you know, good luck to everyone. I love
0: it. Well, you know, he already plugged it, so I'll plug it down there. investcapital.com slash events. We're going to do a workshop and a potluck next. If you're watching this somewhat close to where we posted this, September tenth, two thousand twenty two, it's going to be, I think, at Park Park Elizabeth in Fremont. Potluck, bring the family. I'll bring my two kids. I'll probably be running around somewhere somehow, but also trying to chat with you folks. Uh, that'll be fun. Ian, man, thank you so much. This has been, that's crazy, man. You made at least a hundred grand just on putting another unit there. <laughs> I'm excited to do the follow up. I'm excited to walk it when it's done. I'm going to ask you for that.
1: <laughs> of course. Yeah, I'm excited um, to see you at your next event as well.
0: Yeah, right on. Well, thank you, everyone. Connect with Ian. Ian, out there have fun coaching we'll hit submit someday but appreciate it man have a good right. one appreciate it. see ya see ya god that was fun if you enjoyed that let me know let me know what other topics you want me to bring on whether you want me to analyze more deals bring on different operators who are doing things differently super interesting to see that you can make a hundred thousand dollars putting a prefab unit on an existing uh, property so i appreciate you all being here live you guys are the best if you guys made it this far let me know uh give me like an uh adu with like your favorite emoji next to it so i'll do that right now first on my back end the sunglass emoji but i don't have it on the quick side so boom so comment below adu with your favorite emoji i appreciate you all If you're thinking about building an ADU somewhere, somehow, and this has helped you at all, share this with whoever you're thinking about building with, and I will see you guys on the next one. Cheers, guys. Thanks.